Hey, man, thanks for letting me crash at your house, bro. Oh, he just left. He let you crash at his place? Well, I don't know. He didn't. He didn't make me leave. Uh, he didn't. I don't think I explicitly got permission. But when do... I woke up, I, when I woke up, I was still in this house. So I don't, he didn't like take a wheelbarrow and like dump me out of it. Who did it? Oh, I was just. I was just thinking you. I guess you weren't here. I was just thanking you for uh, letting me crash your place. Friday. You what? Yep. That was me. So that was why your out. couch smelled like Dylan and piss. Yeah. That's why it smelled like piss and Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I like to think of it. Uh, there you go. Hey, let's talk about that movie or whatever. That's my custom version of the theme song. Alright, guys. Today's movie is supporting character starring uh, the Ray from Girls and another guy. I don't... And a girl that looks like Anna Kendrick. And then a girl from Be Kind Rewind. Yeah, and it Lena sounds like... Sounds like one of your classic 9-11 conspiracies, probably because you're gay. Oh, uh, man, this reminds me of a shitty horror film. I forgot what Logan's thing was. Logan, do whatever your thing was. I just let this chaos unfold. He likes dumb horror films, so I kind of do this part. Ha 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 ha! Everybody laugh like we made a good joke, and then I'll fade up the music. All right. Ha <laughs> 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 ah, It's so funny. Oh. Welcome to Hey, let's talk about that movie or whatever. The only podcast on the internet where people talk about movies. Alright, so hey guys, let's talk about this movie or whatever. I already did that intro part. I already did yeah, it. Yeah, and it sucked. Yeah. This week's All movie right. is Supporting Characters, directed by Daniel Schechter. Written by Tarek Lowe and Daniel Schechter, who's also the director. <laughs> no yeah, relation. Tarek Lowe was in the movie. Yeah, Tarek Lowe is Daryl, or D-Money. Yeah. As... I thought Tarek Lowe played Lena Dunham. Nope. My mistake. Yep. And Alex Karpovsky. And Sophia Tikal. Yeah, Sophia Tikal is adorable. Kevin, Kevin Corrigan. <laughs> I'm Dylan, that's Matt, and Logan, and Kevin's not here. It's true. So and I'm so, Matt. I was wondering what I saw Sophia to call in. I had to IMDB her, but she was in a VHS. Yeah, she's she, been in some stuff. Yeah, she's been in, uh, she's apparently, I don't know, she's been in some films with uh, Joe something, I forgot his name. Joe Swanberg? Joe Swanberg, yes. Who is in The Sacrament that we watched. A while ago. She's What's got that? the eyes of Lena Dunham and the everything else of Anna Kendrick. And she was in that... She, she was also... Even the boobies? Uh, unconfirmed. Alright. Spoiler alert, Sophia Tikal's boobies are out in this movie. Anecdote alert, I was watching this in a public place and I, uh, that I didn't know what to do. And you got, <laughs> you got kicked out? Well, I, the first time when I watched it, I didn't, uh, I didn't, I looked away during that part, and then I watched it again uh, the next day at home, and I was like, "Oh, I, uh, man, there were people sitting behind me. I really hope they didn't see that." All right, let me guess: Did you watch it in a Starbucks, or did you find a Borders? 
I went into the Borders that is now a jewelry store at the town that we live in, and I, I set up shop. Like they left the router in there. Yeah, Borders left. <laughs> still got Borders still Wi-Fi. Gets... Are, seriously, <laughs> is that the case? That is a hundred percent a truthful statement. Nice. No, I. <laughs> No, I went. I I should have made this like a bet because none of you guys would ever guess. I was in a public uh, seating area <laughs> watching this. When you say public seating area, are you talking about like the br- blood pressure machine or what? Yep. <laughs> I went to the Doctor Scholl's machine that tells you what kind of soul you need. <laughs> well, I know there's there's a Publix <laughs> so, up there that has like next to the Chinese thing. There's like a little area with like tables and stuff. Chinese thing. Yeah, there's in Chinatown. There's a there's a Publix with like Chinese food, or is that gone now? Yeah, Here's the thing, Logan, Ocala. and also people listening at home. There's a Publix uh, on Ocala Road in Tallahassee, Florida, that has a tiny uh, Chinese part where you can get like Chinese takeout food. There's another Publix uh, that's northeast uh, town uh, that actually has a hot bar that has some Chinese food in it. You know, some like Chinese fast food favorites. And there's a seating area there. That's where I was. Cut this up. Okay. Yeah, you don't All want right. people to know that you live there. Okay, it's getting a little too close to home. Be able to track you down. They'll never find me. I don't look like anybody, and I don't weigh a huge amount. I'm an everyday Joe Swanberg. Here we go. I found your address on my phone. That's all right. By Googling a picture of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll enhance that picture. You're not going to like what you see. So, right. guys, this is the part of the podcast where we talk about um, if we liked it or not. Kevin, yeah, which you, which Kevin you guys... did you like it, Kevin? Kevin, Kevin, I'm talking to Kevin. Did you like I, it? I still, I just, I don't know why we do the, rec- would you recommend it part at the beginning? It makes Kevin, no sense. Kevin, could you get out sense. of the podcast? It makes Kevin, no Kevin, sense. Kevin, could you leave the podcast right now? Okay, I gotta go. Okay, thank God. All right, now that Kevin's gone, uh, Matt, what did you think? Uh, I, Matt, whose voice is way different than Kevin's voice, thought it was pretty good. Uh, my description of it would be, it's a solid little movie. Logan, what did you think? Uh, it's a pretty neat film. It's, I don't think it's anything really great, but it was pretty cool. I don't regret watching it. I don't feel like it wasted a bunch of time. Oh, because it was an exactly an hour and a half? Yeah. Is it bad that I get excited when we're doing a movie and then I look at the little time bar and it's like, you know, at the hour and a half mark? Like that's, yeah. okay. That makes oh. me so happy. Was Are you scarred from uh, Lose the Warmest Color? <laughs> a little bit. And then your horror movie that was bad was super long, too, I think. Maybe not. No, it was maybe like it would... two hours, I think, maybe. All right. Well, that was still, that's still pushing it. What did I think of the movie? I agree with you guys. I think it's inconsequential, and it's there's not a lot of grand stuff going on. But it's pretty good. It felt like a um, it felt like a TV show, like a good TV show. But three of them, yeah, it's, it's an hour and a half long. It's solid. It's it's good. It's a good movie. It's just uh, the slice of not, life. There's not a yeah a slice of uh, like low level workers, uh, very low down in the uh, filmmaking industry. Yeah, if that you see, think you'd be interested in that, you should watch it. I've done no research on this movie. Sometimes I do. I bet you guys $5,000 each that the pre- people who wrote this um, were editors, and this is based directly on their experience. Uh, see, that's what I assumed, but I couldn't find any editing credits for Tariq Lowe. Okay. Has he been in things, Tariq Lowe? Uh, he was in Whiplash, apparently, which I haven't seen. 
He was in Whiplash. Yeah. Apparently. I loved Whiplash. I don't remember Tariq Lowe. Yeah, I've heard a lot of that. To be fair, Whiplash only has like four characters in it that like talk. So. He was a, pian- a pianist in a studio band in that. Oh, okay. So hey, he was the pianist in the studio no band. need to insult him. Cut that out. You said he was a penis. That was dumb. <laughs> and is not needed on this podcast. Hey, I'm not the one that said it. <laughs> Kevin, get out of here. Kevin, stop, stop it. Stop saying your dumps to go away. All right, you guys. I'm, I'll see you. By oh, the I way, see. my uh, Kevin impression is just me, like, laying down. <laughs> <laughs> Fair yeah, enough. That's, that's my. That's weird because. Oh, sorry. I got a stick in my throat. You got a stick in your throat? I got a stick in my throat. It's a regional uh, saying. No, it isn't. Do you know in French uh, they they did what do we say? We say you got a you got a frog in your throat. Is that what we say? What do we say? Ew. <laughs> I'm not French. I don't know what the French. No, had. but what do we say? Like, oh, I had, yeah. I had a frog in my throat. I've never thought about that before. You know what the I French would be... say? That would be offensive in France. That would be offensive. Um, I have a me in my throat. Oh, I boy. have a one of us in my... Well, the, here's uh, the thing they say. They say they have a cat in their throat. They have a cat down their throat. Really? Yeah, is I got a cat down my throat. Is it because they eat cats over there? Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's insensitive. Is that where we get our saying, yeah, you got a cat a cat got your throat? Yep. It's directly... It's a, it's a borrow word. It's a loan word from France. The so. saying like, that... Are you eating a cat? Is that like that saying? Well, that's it's just like, the question. The answer is no right now. But it's like sometimes yes. Karaoke. 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 All right. So it started out being racially insensitive to the French, and then it just kind of just expanded into most Asian countries. It's <laughs> good. Uh, just because you're talking about borrowed words. And then I immediately thought of the most famous barred word that has two comedy K's in it. It's true. Not that third K, though. Let's not go that. Don't go three no K's. Way. Yeah, I don't. Not into that. That's not fun for anybody. Yeah. Speaking of this movie being um, a like a obviously made by an insider and seems very true to life to their experiences, I loved. Um, Actually, no. Let's just go ahead and do it. What, what's your favorite part of the movie? We've said if we like it or not. Well, what um, was your favorite part? You seem like you were almost about to say it. Yeah. All right. Let's get to that section. I love at the end when the director of photography, the cinematographer, comes up and it starts complaining about the lighting yeah, uh, and everything. And he, spe- and he actually complains about the lighting like in the office that they work at. And that, I feel like that's true to life because I feel like cinematographers who, you know, everyone here knows are in charge of like framing shots and the lighting of the shot and, you know, how it looks. We all know uh, what cinematographers are. Yep. They would get, that's for the audience at home. They would get um, obsessive about it, I bet. And I bet they're super obnoxious about those things. So I bet that was like very true to life. I bet the guy who wrote this, the people who wrote this, they, you know, they had an annoying DP in one of their movies. Also, I like that, that seemed to me like that part was it was just kind of a chance to throw in like more discord, like somebody that was mad at Kevin Corrigan for what he did with the project. And he's fucking it all up. And then they stepped in and said, you know, we're all a team. Specifically, Tariq Lowe got in his face. 
because Kevin Corrigan seemed really scared <laughs> of that DP. Then he just starts shouting, I'm the director. I'm the director. Yeah, he's just, I'm the director. <laughs> I think he well, said it, seemed it like that was his first after the guy left. Yeah, it seemed like that was his first film directing, so he really wasn't used to being like a... It seemed like he's some sort of artist of some kind, so it so it didn't seem like he was used to like leading a team of people like to make his art. Yeah. Or, and he seemed very stressed by that. Yeah, also, what we did see of the movie looked awful, so... Fuck you, DP. Yeah. Calling you out on that movie that isn't really a thing. It was just something for this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, the movie I with really, that uh, I really liked how it started out uh, too with the um, with them doing the test screening for like students. Yeah, <laughs> I really liked the performance by there was a guy in the crowd uh, who asked. Um, Oh, is the is the, the <laughs> Jamie ingenue. Kirkland? Yeah, that's it. He's like, is Jamie Kirkland gonna be here? And he's like, yes, of course. And the guy's like re- reaction to that, like, was just such restrained, like, jubilation that he's just like trying to not freak out, but he's so excited he's gonna meet Jamie Kirkland. And of course, the rest of that sentence is, yes, of course, because we all know that uh, young actresses love hearing people talk shit about them. <laughs> So was course. that your favorite part, Matt? No, I just thought of it and I forgot why. Oh, it was because that's how it started and then you saw like a little bit of the movie. Or not yet, but uh, uh, I don't know. Come back to me. <laughs> Logan, what was your favorite part? Oh, the doorman thing. I forgot the name of the guy. It's been so long since I watched this Rodney. Well, yeah. Rodney yep. the doorman, yes. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, like their argument about cutting out Rodney was pretty good. Yeah, there was like uh there was a ongoing like sort of racial tension between them cuz they're like best friends. But uh Alex Karpovsky's character is just like kind of a dick to him and like keeps making like racial comments. Yeah, he's kind of casually racist and he that guy that character was an asshole. Yep, he was for sure. <laughs> Like, there's like a he, lot of unlikable was, characters in this movie, actually. He was an asshole to his buddy in a lot of ways, not just racist ways. But yeah. he kept making, like, uh, racially charged comments. And there was one that he said uh, at the end where uh, when uh, Tariq Lowe's character finally, like, got mad at him. Yeah. And, uh, oh, what was it? He was trying to propose to that girl. And then he was like, why don't you ask your your black friends if they think uh, you should you should get married? And it's uh, something like they'll probably say no, but just go have a bunch of kids instead. Yeah, that's. And what... he's like, <laughs> yeah, and he was like, "All right, you crossed the line." And I was like, "Really? I feel like he crossed the line at the beginning of the movie." When he, yeah, when he called him D money. Yup. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I saw that I'm like well, and like uh, immediately goes like yeah my assistant D money's like. It's Daryl, like immediately. It's like, well, yeah, that guy's an asshole. And he keeps doing it. Yeah. Like, uh, the other thing was stupid, but he said that to him in private, you know, with his best friend. Like, that's, he keeps saying that shit, like, in a professional setting. Like, yeah. in front of people they work with and potential clients and shit. Yeah. Yeah, that scene is a really good litmus test to, like, watch it with everyone you know, and then look around you and see who's laughing at that, unironically, when he starts talking about the black friend advice. 
Like, <laughs> that's a good. That's a good. A good sign that you might you, need some new friends. You nailed those people. Yeah, at first I thought that uh, it was obviously super clumsy, and I, I thought that it was uh, kind of trying to make him look the main character, Alex. Uh, it's so hard not to call him Ray because he's. I'll get to that later. Uh, <laughs> I thought that that they were using that to like kind of enhance, like, look how cool this guy is. He can be a little casually racist, and he always knows the right thing to say. But it was written by the guy that he's talking to, so that has to. I'm sure he's had very similar conversations with his white friends about that. That Things is, like that. I I was a little uncertain. Like I'm like I don't know, is this uh, uh is it? And then I saw the, like that he co-wrote it, and I'm like, all right, I guess it's he's okay with it. Yeah. Are you guys? Uh, are you guys? Um, uh, what are your opinions on like m- movies within movies or plays within plays? Like that uh, can see. There's a lot. There's a lot of hate for that, just in general, from a lot of corners. I'm totally into it if it's done well, but. I mean, I think, I don't know, maybe whatever hate comes from, actually, I don't know where the hate comes from. I'm not familiar with this hatred you're talking about, Dylan. I feel, I, I mean, obviously it's anecdotal, but I feel like I see that a lot in, in circle, like online circles, like, oh, it's so annoying. I guess maybe it's like, it's kind of easy to do. Like, it's kind of really easy to create drama, I suppose. Or, or maybe like, it's just it's, very, it's, it's like the people who write movies have a, a good idea about how movies are made. So it's just kind of easy for them, you know? It's like uh, maybe easy to make your thing look better by putting a shittier version of it. In that too. Or it's like, hey guys, let's make a podcast about people, three people who who do podcasts. You know, it just seems kind of like kind of lazy. I don't know. It, it seems like it could be lazy. Dylan, stop everything. Cancel this podcast. All right. You just blew my mind. <laughs> do not put this in the podcast. I do not want that idea stolen. <laughs> just say trademark a bunch of times. All right, copyright Disney. Copyright Disney. They don't fuck with that. They don't fuck with Disney. All right. Wait, you just copyrighted it for Disney? No, Disney has it. Yeah. Don't know <laughs> Good the job, Disney, Dylan. <laughs> Guys, this is going to be a great con. Hey, Matt, what's your favorite scene? Uh, I don't know. Come <laughs> back to me. Go to Logan first. Hey, Logan, can you think of any movies off the top of your head that like you that are movies within movies that you hate? Like are meta movies? Movies within movies that I hate. Yeah, that have a similar conceit to this film, but you don't like because of that. Like, it, it gets in the way, or it gets annoying. There really wasn't a whole lot of the movie within the movie in this. Yeah, that's true. No, Like, they're working on it, but you s- see almost none of it. You... It's not common enough a, a thing for me to really, I don't know, think of something off the top of my head that I hate about it. Yeah, maybe it's more to... of a common thing in plays, because I watch a lot of plays. And it happens all the time. You watch a Phantom lot of, of the opera. Uh, you watch a lot of plays on your uh, on your uh, iPad at Publix. Yep, it's the best way to do it. Cats waiting for Godot. All of them plays within plays. So oh, man, uh, I'd love yeah. to watch a cat waiting for Godot. That would be sweet. It would. That poor cat would die. It would take for like, Godot's never going to come. Spoiler alert. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Isn't that what we're all doing? Hey, anyways, um, I wanted to ask, uh, at the beginning, uh, the two editors, they set up the screening uh, in front of the students, and then they go out and they're having a conversation. And then they both, you can just a little bit hear the movie going on inside, and they both, like, turn and <laughs> for at this one part just to hear if people laugh and there's, like, no reaction. And they're like, ah, nothing. That was the biggest joke of the movie. I wanted to ask, 
What do you think that joke was? Because I think I could tell. I thought it was the dog thing. I thought that's. What, I thought they mentioned it actually. I, I think it was. I mean, specifically, I think it was the part uh, when uh, the dog's leash gets stuck in the elevator, and the guy yells at the lady in the elevator, "Let go!" And she goes, "Okay." And he's like, "No, of the leash, of the leash." Yeah, I assumed it was that. I assumed it was the elevator scene. Yeah. Well, I thought they specifically mentioned that. Get this dog off of me! Put this motherfucking dog on a leash. Perfect. <laughs> We got it. <laughs> More urban. Actually, <laughs> that was one of my favorite scenes is just the the editing with that intern, I guess, or whoever that guy was, the technician that was, like, putting it together for them. The, like, sound tech when they yeah. were doing ADR for the guy running away from the dog. I think, and you know, he, I think uh, it's, it's hard to pick out a favorite scene because this movie's it's such a naturalistic like slice of life film that it's not like there's that one yeah. standout scene where yeah, you know, all everyone of, got all a huge of the laugh. scenes are kind of on par like and, they all and, work pretty yeah. well and all the uh i feel like in a movie like this like it lives or dies on its acting you know if it's gonna or actually no it lives or dies on its acting and its script right if it's gonna be yeah. just kind of a slice of life movie script is there all of the dialogue feels really natural i mean there was never i was never taken out of the movie um which is surprising because the actress that plays um, Juna Juna Field Luna Junefield Neil Blomkamp Luna Junefield Luna Junefield yeah the uh, the actress she had a bit part in Gilmore Girls several years ago and she was awful she was really really real bad R L Kebble or something like that I don't know what her name is but you know who I'm talking about. Um, yeah, she, and she was so good. She was so good in this. I was really afraid when I first saw her. I was very afraid. But she played that part perfectly well. And, like, you could see her in the movie. Like, in the tiny clips of the movie you see, she acts like she did in Gilmore Girls. (laughs) Yeah, she actually does. Like, she, she does really well in the movie. And then in the movie, in the movie, she does, like, a not very good actress's acting role. Yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's so... Uh, I, I feel like that role, the role of, like, oh, I'm, like, a super pretty popular, like, actress. Um, people who play those characters, it, that, that always is, like, the worst part of any movie. Like, they don't they don't know quite how to have that presence. But she, she completely pulled it off. Uh, Maybe it was the script. Was, was there any parts, uh, was there any scenes that you didn't like? Like your least favorite scene that stood out that you didn't care for. Well, well, in the same way that there's no favorite, it's this, it's kind of a middle of the road. You know, there aren't a lot of like there aren't a lot of peaks and valleys. You know, it's it's that's why it feels like a TV show to me, like a good like like an HBO TV show, maybe one called Girls, considering the main actor <laughs> is also a major actor in that, and they are exactly the same character. I, mean, I, I assume I know Matt. I don't think you watch the show, Logan. I assume you don't watch the show. No. I'm kind of jealous because I would like to see what you guys think of Ray. I'm sorry, not Ray, of uh, Alex, uh, whatever, because he's playing the exact same exact same role. Exact uh, same I'm character. actually kind of misanthropic kind of person who, like, you know, always has a smart thing to say. And I actually did see him in that. I started watching Girls, and then I didn't have HBO anymore. So, yeah, I, I didn't watch enough for me to know him as Ray. 
Okay. Well, well, Logan, what 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 about you? What did you think of the main character besides the casual racism? I thought he was kind of a dick, <laughs> honestly. Okay. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, he seemed like a person. Yeah. Like, leave him alone, like... Dylan. <laughs> well, would you like to see more of him? Because you can see him in girls in almost every episode. Why playing are, the same you pl- are you get, like getting paid to plug girls or something? <laughs> girls. <laughs> Did you make a deal behind our backs? <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, Logan, you can watch Girls, um, the new season of Girls on HBO every Sunday at 9 or anytime on HBO Go. <laughs> I'm just trying to get the message out there. Where I cannot watch Girls. That's your choice, but I sincerely wish you would. And you yeah, can use promo to... code Dylan. <laughs> and you can give me $10 somehow. Yeah. HBO, a Time Warner company. Yeah, I really like that uh, they... Apparently, these two guys, they bring in to edit movies, like, and they kind of save movies in editing, like, the this duo, like, they've done this a bunch of times, and I like that, uh, that scene early on when they're looking over the notes that they got from the film students, and, uh, there are things like, this movie blowed, and... <laughs> Uh, what was it? Uh, there was a question that was like, what's your favorite part of the movie? The bad acting. <laughs> and the, uh, the, uh, one guy is just like, that's what these editors are for, to fix the bad acting. So fix it! Like yeah, who was, who was that producer character? Like, he looked really familiar. Uh, yeah, I've seen him and stuff. I can't think of what, though. Uh, you know, actually, no, I think I've, I think I know what my least favorite part, the director. I, I found him, like, cliche i found that kind of a kind of a stereotype i agree but uh i kind of i feel like i just like kevin corrigan enough that anytime he's on screen i'm not sad about that yeah that Do was you, a really weak character though it was kind of a, like all the other characters are pretty i mean i guess the producer was also kind of like i'm gonna swear and yell and not pay you a lot like that kind of was similar but um what do you does this qualify as a mumblecore movie I mean, it's got uh, mumblecore people in it. So. it. It does. I don't know. I it's a lot of mumbling. No, I could hear the characters pretty clearly. I couldn't hear any mumbles, so I can't. It's probably not that. What did you think about the theory? It's a mumble cast. Ugh, God, Dylan, don't copyright that one for Disney too. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, do let's sabotage Disney by copywriting a bunch of bad ideas for the them. The mumble cast about mum- only mumblecore, and you mumble the whole time. Oh, that sounds so awful. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Does he just be like, I don't remember copywriting this. What's going on? I really, I really like the uh, the Rodney the doorman. That was his name, right? Yeah. I really like that runner throughout the whole movie that that it starts out with, you know, the white dude's like, all right, we got to cut him out. And the black dude's like, no, like, come on. He's great. This is like, this actor is, this is his, like, chance, you know, to get a performance on screen. And, uh... He's like, yeah, it doesn't do anything. Which I kind of wish that we had been allowed to see Rodney the Doorman's part. No, no, I just love his big, like, big, goofy smile. And and not for the movie. I'm not saying uh, I think the movie would be better with it in there. I just personally (laughs) want to see it so I can be the judge of if it should (laughs) have stayed in or not. 
We should. So there should have been a part. So at that part, the two characters should have looked at the screen and and asked us, and you know, the movie should have gone really say, meta. If like, you if, if you want to see Rodney, <laughs> press one. Well, because if it was uh, if it was strong, and Alex Karpovsky wanted to cut it out anyway, then he was being racist. And if it sucked ass, and Tariq Lowe wanted to keep it in, he was maybe being a little racist. Well, I think the thing wasn't if it was a good scene or not, is that did it progress the film at all? That's exactly what I'm saying when I say if it was strong. Like, but, but the, the only description we get of the scene is that he delivers a monologue to her, like, while she's already made up her mind and on her way to the airport. So this sounds like the most useless scene ever. Yeah. And, and that's kind of also a, rare, a racist kind of stereotype, like the knowledgeable black doorman, you know, yeah. who, like... Who yeah. like tells the white main character exactly what she needs to hear? Yeah, that's a racist yeah, but stereotype. It, that's uh, it's it sounds like in it sounds like in this movie though he didn't even like give her something she needed. Like it seemed like she they said that she had already like decided what she was gonna do. So he was just I'm just imagining her like running out her apartment to like the airport to to like keep the guy and then she, and, he, and all the yeah. way he's just like yeah, giving he's her just, this wait a minute let monologue. me tell you why you should do the thing <laughs> you're going to do but i really liked uh seeing him at the party at the, at the rap off. party that, yeah that that joke paid off that was good yeah that was good <laughs> speaking of the party um i god i loved the when i mean we're kind of skipping around but i mean we're definitely skipping around oh yeah i i okay. love when the uh the fiance meets um I'll never remember her name. The actress that that he was having, kind of flirting with, having a bit of an affair with. The fiance this, Amy meeting Jamie. Amy Jamie, that's right. Yep. Amy, how could I forget that? Uh, they just that was so true. It was just so real. I mean, I know the point of that scene was to like you know show how Amy's like finally fed up with uh with uh, her fiance, but just that exact interaction with those two people. I feel like that's me and most parties with people I don't already sort of know. <laughs> excuse my up to the bathroom and having like two sentences of horrible small talk that's me that's uh yeah all the performances were great i, I except for the director i mean yeah like you said the director uh kevin corgan that's the actor's name right yeah i mean his performance wasn't bad it just he didn't have a lot to work with he's the director yeah, yeah exactly um yeah I, uh, uh i was just thinking of more runners with rodney like when uh, uh, Tariq Lowe comes over and he's like gonna crash at his place after he can't stay with that lady anymore. Yeah. Which, first of all, when he gets there, he's like trying to come in, and Alex Karpovsky's like kind of again being a dick and like doesn't want to let him stay at his apartment for the night. Well, no, because they were about to like go out or something. Yeah. I mean, weren't they about they to were. go up? Still, he wanted being to. A uh... dick. That's his like best friend. Anyway, yeah, but it's not. It's not like he was just like I don't know. We got a busy night doing nothing in our house. You know, it wasn't quite that bad. <laughs> but I did like that he was like kind of turning him away, and then uh, 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 Sophia Takal's character, Amy. his um, yes, Amy. Amy is like back in there, and she leans out and she says, "Uh, hey, is that Daryl? Yeah." And she's like, "Does he have weed?" <laughs> and Daryl's like. Yes, he. Yes, I do. <laughs> She's like, cool. Tell him to come in. <laughs> I like that part. <laughs> Again, very natural. I, I, that's such a thing. It's such like a girlfriend. Yes. Anyway, this yeah. Weird. 
to see if we, yeah, we can come in then. Also, the actress, Jamie Kirkland, says that she's high all of the time. She does say that. But then, so this, but then the main this character... Brings me, ha- yeah? I'm sorry. This brings me to a, a poignant question. Why is weed illegal? Especially, why, especially when more people in the last Florida election voted for that than voted for the governor. Why? What? Yep. That doesn't make sense. Yep. It's 2015. Uh, I liked the I liked Alex's complex relationship with with weed. How like his his mom is a huge pothead, <laughs> and there's there's a very like uh, hinted at very slight complex mother thing going on. Oh no! Oh my god! How could I forget? Like when he is calling his mom to wish her a happy birthday, and then she is like calling him while he's leaving a message, and then literally he doesn't pick up. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Even says like, "Oh, I see you're trying to call me. Okay, all right. Uh, happy birthday!" Or whatever. You know, he just hangs up. <laughs> that was pretty great. Oh yeah, I just remember the the whole reason I brought up uh, when he comes over to stay is because uh, does anybody remember Alex Karpovsky's character's name? Ray from Girls. Nick. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Nick from Girls uh, is like uh, is like tucking Daryl in on the couch, and he's like telling him a bedtime story. And he tells, like, is going through it. And he's like, and then the magical princess was doing this. And uh, Rodney, the doorman, showed up. And he was completely uh, superfluous. And he was edited out of the story, uh, thereby strengthening the fairy tale overall. That was just a dick move in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he made his point, though. Yeah, he did. I liked him directing uh, the actress Jamie Kirkland in her ADR session. Oh God, that was super uncomfortable. Yeah, I was into it. That was great. That was just like such a perfect character. That was so good. That might be my yeah. favorite part, actually. If I'm that was honest. that was awesome, and it like uh, like it was uh, it's like a a, a flirty kind of. <laughs> Uh, dom sub sort of a thing that happened with him directing her and it happens very naturally completely it's the kind of thing that like it see it's a kind of thing that looks so organic like on screen but like i i i can't imagine that ever happening in my life i mean i i don't i'm not a film editor yeah like, I mean, it's the kind of thing that like, seems like if, or- if you were and then the lady like started kind of giving it back to you then you would go oh my i would go oh, girls and then i'd have to leave the room that's probably what i'd do speaking of girls oh never mind <laughs> i was about to bring up that lena dunham was the sound engineer who was in the studio with them at that part but i don't want to get dylan off on a whole thing again oh you just mean the new season there's a new episode on right now as we're recording this oh I said i don't want that Hey, thanks for jumping on that, though, Dylan. My cue for you to do that. No problem. I'll slip you some of the cash that HBO is not giving me. Time Warner's giving it to me because they own HBO. Uh, what was the official beer of this film? I don't know. Do you? Yep, it was Yingling because he was wearing a Yingling shirt, and that's all they drank. Oh, okay. Wait, did they mention that? I don't think they actually said it, but he. But there was a lot of Yingling. <laughs> I don't remember that. You don't look for the beer stuff. You don't look for the sponsorships like I do. I've got the synergy. I don't know. Maybe also, I'm... he wore socks with sandals. Although that could just be because he was like taking his dog for a walk, and you know it's kind of a pain to like take off your socks and then put sandals on. So it could just be that. It's it's a very Dylan-y thing to do. <laughs> and he was a dickhead. So 
There you, and and a casual racist. <laughs> All this and uh, you got the impression that he had doubts about the government's story about nine eleven. <laughs> there were hints. There were hints. So um, what did you guys think of the whole the whole thrust of like oh he he says it himself like towards the beginning of the movie about how he picks he tends to go for women who he knows will be faithful to him so this actress who has obviously a very exciting tumultuous love life seems kind of attractive to him you know especially when she kind of reciprocates right uh, his feelings yes yeah and then I just loved I let arc though I just love the um, all right, you know, like they have a, he he has a fight with his fiance, then he's like calling her up. All right, I'm going for it, bringing the wine, and then you know once he gets and there, then like, he, he gets to her door, and there's a yeah. guy banging on it. <laughs> it's like okay, that's it. And they just leave to the guys leave together and get a cab. Yeah, she comes. He's like, who's this guy? You sleeping <laughs> with him? <laughs> yeah, that that uh, that that was pretty. That was pretty great. I think this movie said a lot about relationships and um, you know idealism that comes with that. And the cynicism that also comes with that. Oh, yeah. I looked at my notes here. Uh, uh, there's one more thing about the cutting out Rodney the doorman. Is I really liked when they were first having the discussion. And uh, Daryl was, like, really pushing for, you know, keeping him in. And is like, he, he gives a great performance and all of this. And uh, Nick from Girls uh, says... He's like, you know, he says this piece and he like cuts it out and he's out and he's like, you know, uh, that uh, Kevin Costner got cut out of the big chill. Did I tell you that? And Daryl's like, fuck Kevin Costner. And Nick's <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that mirrors a line said later at the very end when um they're at the the, the premiere party and uh, Jamie whatever and her like you know on again off again tumultuous boyfriend come up to him and then. Uh, she, the actress leaves to talk to, to Nick's fiance. And then the guy that was yelling outside the door, you know, talks to Nick for a second and they say yeah. something. And then, and then Nick's like, what, you know, what thing? And then, yeah, the he says like, something, exactly. he says something like, <laughs> like who, who'd have thought? That's like he's exactly, just like yeah, looking at Nick yeah. and he's like, who'd have thought? Yeah. He's like, who thought what? Exactly. <laughs> he's like, good talk. <laughs> just walks <laughs> off like grinning. But yeah, it's hard to like, but again, it's hard to like rate this movie. Like you can't give it like five stars. I mean, can you? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's. I think still... you can rate it on a not waste of time. Yeah, I, I don't feel like I wasted my time. I, I mean, I saw it twice. I didn't have to. I feel like I'm definitely interested in what else comes from the director. Although not interested enough to pay for it, apparently, <laughs> judging by the fact that he's made something since then that I haven't watched. <laughs> oh, what, what, he uh, made? what else has he made? Yes. He's made a couple other things. We'll talk about that after we're done talking about the movie. Or we can talk about it now, because whenever I say that, I never remember to go back and talk yeah, about it. It looks like you directed a movie called... Is it... Oh, is... no, you didn't direct that. Okay. Oh, you did direct it. Okay, Life of Crime. <laughs> oh, yeah, Life of Crime that's based on a Elmore Leonard book. Oh, Elmore Leonard, he sounds familiar. Old Ellie Lenz. Yeah, there's like there's a whole bunch of stuff that's uh, movies and TV and such that's been based on Elmore Leonard's story. Logan, you watched Justified. That's based on an Elmore Leonard short story. That's probably why I remember that. I thought it was because I worked at a bookstore, but that's probably why it's Justified. <laughs> Oh, you probably saw it uh, around the bookstore too. 
I don't know. It's been like years since I worked at a bookstore, so. Yeah, I'm usually anything that's based on an Elmore Leonard story. I'm at least a little interested in watching it. And I was interested in watching Life of Crime, but I don't know. Three bucks? Mm, I'm not sure. So Elmore, Elmore Leonard is... is uh, Logan's um, Clive Barker is your Elmore Leonard. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hold on. I have to like go think on this for a week and then get back to you. Yeah, think about that. Put that in your brain holes. Nope. I'll never think of it again. Also, right. there's there's a lot of people I like in Life of Crime. So do you guys, um, do you have people in your lives that are, you know, do you have any Daryls or Nicks? Are you the Daryl or the Nick? Refine your question. All right. Who, uh, who, who are you? Are you Daryl or you Nick? Which one? All right. Your question has been rejected. All right. I'm uh, the actress because I'm super pretty. I'm in a bunch of movies. I'm, I gotta be a Nick. Yeah. I'm closer to a Nick anyways. But you don't have any black friends. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> uh, That's racist. Yeah, you are that. Ah, oh, you are. All right, that's the end of the show and all shows. Yep. Goodbye. See, join us next week where we try a new program where Kevin just talks to you for half an hour. And that's it. Okay. That sounds lame. The Kevalogs. Sponsored by HBO. Specifically girls every Sunday Copyrighted night. by Disney. Copyrighted by Disney. I'm just trying to find something else in my notes. Uh, I'm going to cut the whole last minute out. Whole last minute out? Oh, what is a Latin king? Is that like a Latin like mobster guy? What does that mean? It's a gang. That is a oh, gang. Oh, it's a gang. Okay. Dylan doesn't but, know his gangs. He would never I don't get outside very often. Yeah, you'd never survive in the streets. I just know you've got the, what is it? You've got the biker games from Grand Theft Auto, and then you've got the other guy from the <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. You've got that other guy in Grand Theft Auto. And you, you don't remember the name of them, so anytime you see a biker gang, you're like, oh, that's the biker gang from Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yep. And then I put a little copyright symbol next to it, next to my head. Like you tag their jacket? Yep. Dylan, how are you alive? Uh, well, it's luckily they're not the biker gangs from Grand Theft Auto. They're just guys who have on bikes, so they're not going to kill me. Because they're really insecure? And because this is an Altamont Speedway in the 60s. Whoa! Man, I'm cutting so much out. Take that, Hells Angels. It's like, been a specifically while the last five minutes. It's been a while since we've done a podcast. You got it. We're a bit rusty. Yeah, we're rusty. We're real rusty. Rusty nails. Uh, I've got some questions. Matt's got questions. Matt's questions. He's got. <laughs> Here's my first question. Matt's questions number one is coming up. Here it is. How do you feel about a prenup? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I know this is your dad asking this. No, it's like 20% my dad, 40% me, <laughs> and 30% this movie. And 10% is the unknowables of the universe. Yeah, it's that, you know, that's that je ne sais quoi. Uh, I don't know. I guess it depends. You know, um, I don't have a lot of money right now, but I could someday. <laughs> Says you. Yeah. That I don't have a lot of money right now. I guess yeah. in some so, people's eyes, I would, I would be pretty well off, I suppose. 
So if you got married right now, though, a prenup wouldn't help you if you were someday going to make money because you would have made that during no, the marriage. It's always a bigger, smaller fish. So unless the terms of the prenup it, uh, spells that out, then you know that would be considered stuff that you and your partner uh, got together. Speaking of, I guess I don't. Uh, I guess I don't understand prenups though. Like I don't like in a marriage, you get fifty fifty, right? Like, what does a prenup say? Like, you get a different ratio of that. Uh, no, that well, that actually uh, that varies by state, like what the default is. But a prenup, you can outline it in whatever way you want to, but it's usually just says like it's usually people who are coming into the marriage with loads of shit at least one of them and they just want to say okay if we split up then i keep all of my money and anything that i buy that seems like a really good incentive to not you know divorce right (laughs) for the poor person i guess yeah i guess uh i think prenups kind of make sense for like certain people like to to whom marriage is just kind of like dating like officially on paper like and you plan to do stuff yeah to you each got other. you gotta protect the sanctify sanctity of marriage by signing up a pre signing a prenup and getting married like five or six times because you can't do anything <laughs> outside of a marriage that's wrong hey matt you're and, married. unless your prenup says that uh that doesn't constitute uh adultery that's true but yeah i personally uh Personally, I'm not into it because I take my marriage vows very seriously. What kind of a dowry did you get from your wife's parents? Two hogs. That's pretty good. Yep. It's better than one hog. They, I didn't get any kind of container or like leash or anything for them, though, so they immediately ran away. Oh, how did they even get to your house? It was the back of a truck. They just pulled down the tailgate and they just ran out. And I was like, hey, this doesn't count. And they were like, Whatever. And thus the legends of the wild hogs of Tallahassee was born. Yep. That's a good story. That's a good ending to a good story. And then all of that was cut out, thereby strengthening the the story of nothing (laughs) happening. (laughs) It's a lot stronger without the pigs, I think, your marriage marriage story. Uh, Also, here's another question. Full house or a flush? from Matt. You talked over my question, Dylan. Full house uh, or a flush? The third question after a Full statement. house or a flush? Full house or a flush <laughs> is the question. Flush house. Full house or a flush? Did you notice how, like, I guess they went to, like, I know what he... You guys yeah, don't I, know. I get it. Flush. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow up your question with an answer to a different question. <laughs> um, a what? flush is bigger than a full house, right? No. No? No, I only know poker from Yahtzee rules. There's a lot of overlap. No poker, so no poker. I fold. All right. Were you gonna say something meaningful, Dylan, or just? I'll let you be the judge of that. Pretty uh, good. So, uh, did you guys notice how he always wears hoodies everywhere? Because he's like too cool. He only wears hoodies. Um, I so did notice he... that he was never in school. That's true. He <laughs> so so uh, there ergo. He could be too cool for school. Oh, wait. He might have been in a school at the beginning. He was technically at a school. He was not too cool for that. Never mind. So there's a part of the movie, um, it kind of jumps around, where he just, like, they just, I guess, go to some, like, fancy, like, gambling gala 
or just they just go yeah. gamble at some point? Yeah, somewhere. I, they don't set any of that up. It's just kind of like, oh, okay, we're they, going to gamble. It's just like, yeah, there's a tournament that we can go join. But she's then, wearing a fancy dress, and he's wearing his same hoodie-like pants up. That hoodie and then, of course, they don't show any of that. You just yep. see them in a cab afterwards. They walk in, they walk out. It's Talking called, about what happened. It's called a budget. They had it. Yeah, it and based, wasn't very high. Based on what they were saying in the cab about what happened, I'm not sure what happened. Uh, it looks like that they played poker, and at one point in time, they played against each other, and she was like, He's like, yeah, we'll be on the same team, and you'll... But then she's like, just pressured him and lost. There's something... I don't remember what it was specifically, though, but at there's something that flips, like, in their conversation. It seemed like like somebody was saying, I would have won, but then... I, I don't remember. But then there was some way that I was following it, but I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense. I don't understand. Well, I think they were playing I, Texas Hold'em. That doesn't help me at all, Logan. <laughs> What? I think they were playing war with the highest value win. What do you mean it doesn't help you at all? How specific do you want me to be? Like, do you want me to watch the scene again so I could tell you the exact words that trip me up? Oh uh, yeah, you should do that. Are you guys what, doing the thing? What I'm saying you is, you you the scene? you saying <laughs> you saying Direct they were playing Texas Hold'em doesn't help me in the thing that I was saying. I I didn't make sense. It's because you don't know what didn't make sense. Uh, I don't think that's true, but maybe. <laughs> oh, like, also, speaking of Rodney, um, he kind of, Tariq bringing up Rodney to the director kind of makes the director freak out and cause them a bunch of problems throughout the movie. Oh, yeah, that's that director. Incident, I guess. The director, like, steals back the footage uh, because he's really mad that they've been, like, making decisions about how to edit the movie without him but he's just he never comes like he's never there he knows they're editing it but then he finds out how they're editing it and goes what nobody consulted me yeah he just doesn't show up to the meetings yeah did you notice the the name of the corporation yeah i did like uh when he comes in and tells them that he's not happy with what happened i like that he had like a little handwritten note prepared that he read to them (laughs) Like, that's when he showed up and he just read the thing that there have been decisions made without me. Like, he just reads through and he's like, just kind of folds it up at the end. He's like, there, I said my piece. Like, please, please return the footage to me. Yeah, I have to imagine that actually happened to the writers, too, <laughs> at some point. In, in, the, in whatever film he was editing, whoever was an editor that was editing. Uh, also, speaking of... Uh, the, which, yes. Daniel Schechter does have some editing credits. Okay, I'm sure this is directly based yeah. on that. Though. I assumed. One I'm excited only... to see more Tariq Lowe, because that was a good performance. I would like to see more of him and things. Yeah. The fuck is that? It's nothing. Oh, boy. Okay. That was pretty cool. Uh, also, I did have uh, one problem with the movie that... I don't know, I guess everybody's different, but I know I would have handled this differently. Uh, in the part where they are hanging out with those people, whoever they were, and uh, that dude is like playing on the piano and Daryl is freestyling, at the end when he goes, like Final Cut, I'm a fucking pro, and like it ends right there, 
nobody in the place like stood up and shouted and like smashed a beer bottle. Like that's totally that's what I would have done if I was there. And he ended on that line. Oh, because it was so great. Yeah, I would have got kicked out of their house, but whatever. Oh, here's the thing, man. You don't live in New York where like people at parties, everyone at parties is like an actor or a musician or a something. So like it's a lot less exciting over there. It's a lot more. How comic. so? Uh, also, uh, ignoring that, the Tariq Thank wrote you. that. No problem. Tariq, uh, I, I stayed. I stayed through the credits because the credits were very short because this is the movie was made by ten people, uh, and he they that on the spot. I think. Oh, that's lame. If yeah. he freestyled it, then it was cool. If he wrote it, then it was kind of lame. Oh, I meant like he like he wrote it. You know, like he like he wrote it. The person who sang it wrote it. Uh huh. That's so. Did he write that. it or did he freestyle it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> don't come to the table with half-assed information. It was Dylan. credited to him. It did not specify <laughs> if he made it up on the spot. Did not specify. All right, this uh, movie I, was also, pretty uh, good. Sophia to yeah. calls boobies are top notch. Okay, they're the and best. That's, that's not sexist or misogynistic. I would have totally said the same thing about Tom Hardy's wiener if I was into that. If I thought his wiener was good. Sorry, okay. Tom Hardy. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't have to justify it. Um, do Do you guys uh, Do you guys feel like uh, Nick I, kind of like kind of kind of blew it with uh, his fiance? Like she's yeah. kind of had a good thing going. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> did blow it with his fiance. This is actually I wanted to talk about this too. Uh, like the reason why they split up is uh, like because uh, well, one of the reasons they've obvi- they've obviously been having problems, but. She comes to him like, oh, that there's this thing, you know, something bad. We might split up. And she says that she like just spied on him like on his on his laptop and looked at his emails. And I guess that's the thing that she was saying they might break up because she did that. But like the only problem that she had was she found emails between him and a woman who like we don't meet in the movie who has never seen our reference in the film. Right. Until and except in that one moment that like uh that they were old old friends, they were exes and they're still friends. And he hid their relationship from he hid And uh yeah, she she said like I don't know, some of those messages that you're uh uh writing to each other, like you're talking about how much you like sex and she's saying that she likes sex. That doesn't sound like friends to me. I have a problem with that. That's almost the only thing that I say when I see friends, I go, "Hey, sex is good, right?" <laughs> I don't know, never had it. No, I feel even better about the sex I've had now. That's yeah, why that I was... like hanging out with you, Dylan. <laughs> I like seeing your tears every time I bring it up. I'm the Tarek to your Nick. You're, you're mixing. Uh... Yep, I know. Right. I, I heard that. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I forgot about that. That was kind of just everything with her is like is very well done too. Like that's yes, she's a pretty good actress. Yeah, she did a good job. And again, her boobies are top notch. Okay, Re- disregarding with I mean <laughs> sure, but disregarding the boobies. Like I, I, you, every one of us have either dated or known someone exactly like that. Wait, no, I have not. <laughs> okay, well, I wish she seems awesome. Yeah, well, no. what do you mean by exactly? With amazing boobs. Wait, no, are you going just like, on? <laughs> just like someone, like that's how some people act. Like that's just like exactly, like that's a type of person, and this movie captured that exactly. 
You're saying that her portrayal rang true. Yep. I'm also saying that I love how um, how how like entitled everyone is here. Like both of the main character or uh, not the main character, like the uh, Nick and his fiance have like apparently great jobs, but they both hate them, or they both you know are just so like uh. Well, he loves his job. Yeah, I guess he he does love his job, but then he gets frustrated with it, and she. I mean, doesn't... his his problem is that like you know the guy comes to him with shit like. Hey, I'm only gonna hire you and not uh, your partner. Like that's his problem. Her job is apparently great, and she gets paid a lot, and she gets promoted and stuff, and doesn't do anything for most of the day. It seems like, but uh, she just hates it, and she says that she has no idea what she wants to do with her life. I mean, that yeah. seems pretty reasonable, actually. Like, not like oh, it's like I have this job that pays money, but I hate it, and I don't know if that's really what I want to do. Like, I mean. She doesn't seem. I can't. But she works at a nice office, and she has like a secretary. Like it's not. It's very like okay. You know, it's one thing to like work all day at a McDonald's and like hate your job, but you know, you know what I mean. It's just very entitled. Both of these. Which, uh, you're allowed Which, to I mean, hate your job even if you make money, Dylan. <laughs> like that's just how they feel. It's not like she's saying, "Oh, my life is awful." She's like, "No, I hate my job." I know. Yeah. I, you're allowed to do, and I'm allowed to feel that they seem really entitled. So, guys, what other movies have you seen besides this one? Hello? I mean, you should probably ask one of us that question. Hey, Kevin, what have you seen? Uh, I saw the Bad Moon Rising. It's Lucas, what have you seen lately? Uh, I saw the Power of Myth, a documentary uh, about... Hey, Grover, what have you been watching recently? Wait, how does Grover sound? Kind of like that. Hey Yoda, what is, uh, what? just do Yoda, that's what Grover sounds hey, like. Hey, Ray Romano, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that comedian who looks and sounds like Ray Romano, but isn't Ray Romano, how, how are you? What are oh, you I know who you're talking about. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, what's that guy's name? Hey Logan, what have you been watching lately? I saw Horns recently, that was a cool film. Well, it wasn't like, the book was a lot better, but... <laughs> oh wait, I have one more question. Yes, Matt. What's the title mean? What do you What do you think the title "Supporting Characters" means? I think it's got a lot of meanings, Matt. I think it's got a lot of meanings, but I want Logan to talk. Fuck if I know. I don't know then what I'll it means. Say, yeah, I agree. I thought that same thing, Logan. <laughs> Matt, what do you think it means? I think it's got a lot of meanings. I think so too. Supporting characters, <laughs> people <laughs> in your life support you, like your fiance, and then you got um, you know, other. There's like like uh, like Nick is a supporting character in that actress's life, but he's not really a main character. Editors yeah. themselves are supporting character; they support films, even though they're you know they're rarely interacted with by the people making the films or in the films. So Your I mean, explanation is really boring, man. Uh, well, so yes, yeah. <laughs> but supporting characters like they're both with ladies at the beginning of the movie, and then at the end. Like, it ends with them going on to a new job, and they're excited about, like, you know, something different, working on something different. And they both say to each other while they're bringing the footage up to them, they're like, they're like, we're, we're going to do better this time. Like, I think we can do better. And, uh... Just, uh a couple seconds of them staring. That's, uh, that's one of the meanings, is that, you know, it's like they're, uh... They're supporting characters, the uh, people in their lives who supported them, their partners. Uh, but, you know, sometimes supporting characters get cut out. 
Some of them get edited out, and you move on to make your your whole thing stronger. Yep. Go on to the next thing. Guys, if if we were writing a high school paper on this, I think we'd have pulled off a B plus by now. With this, okay, let's stop. That's all I was going for. No, but I I kind of think it's like all of the things that you think of, but yeah, it's like uh, everybody is. We're we're all in this together. We're all supporting characters, which uh, uh, Daryl you know says that to the DP when he comes in and is yelling at the director, like we're all in this together. We're all on the same team. We all have our jobs to do. Could it also be that? For the main characters, they didn't really seem like they were main characters; that they were just supporting characters. You know? Until like in their another, lives, I yeah, mean, yeah, that too. Would a would a casually misogynist reading of this film, uh, a message of this film, be bros before hoes? That does that check out? No, uh, that no. would be casually misogynist. Yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't check out for this movie. Okay, I think a better misogynist reading of the movie would be top notch boobies. Yeah, that works. Yep. Oh, uh, what have I been watching recently? Hey, Logan, what have you been watching? <laughs> oh, I watched a, a movie called Horns that was pretty good. All right, Who was I in guess. that? Who's starring that? Who was uh, starred in that? Daniel Radcliffe was in that. Of Harry Potter fame? Yeah. Oh. And Did fame? I don't know. Fame? Does anybody know what Harry Potter is? In fame? And Heather Graham was in it, which was really oh. fucking weird. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I'm trying to think of... It was directed by Alexander Aha, who directed Piranha 3D and The Hills Have Eyes and High Tension. Wait, so this is a horror film, or is this a nuanced independent comedy drama film? It is... <laughs> well, <laughs> that I... Horns was based off a book by Joe Hill, who is an author who writes some pretty good horror films. We all books. know who Joe Hill is. A lot of people don't know who Joe Hill is, which they should because he's awesome. Would you oh, say he's he's more famous or less famous than Harry Potter? I'd say he's less famous than Harry Potter, but he's like his style is a lot like Stephen King. It's really damn good. So this is an adaptation of the film of the game of the video game Eco. It's, it's about not, a guy with horns. Shut up. Uh, (laughs) adaptation of the book horns which is about a guy who grows horns which kind of brings out people's basest desires like in wait what like he has the power to do that or he the horns kind of automatically do that like it he learns like their their deepest basest desire and they that that sounds really boring because everyone kind of has the same base desires are you right (laughs) dylan so do you say eco I always thought it was Ico. I thought it was Ico too because there's it's an Ico, but uh, podcast people on podcasts call it Ico. It's was it like Japanese or something? Something. Okay, that something is Japanese. But yeah, it's a it's a decent film. The book did it a lot better. Like every, it misses a lot of stuff from the book, but it's worth checking out. If you like the book, you'll you should check out the movie. Uh, Dylan, Fun. you you uh, trying to make Logan summarize it in a really diminutive way reminded me of uh early on in supporting characters i really liked uh kevin corrigan when they were telling him why his movie doesn't work and how it's not clear what he's going for if it's supposed to be funny or this is supposed to be like what it's actually supposed to be 
and the waiter comes over and Kevin Corrigan's like, hey, let me ask you a question. Are you a quirky waiter or are you a depressed waiter? He's like, I don't know. He's like, exactly. That's I'm looking for nuance. I'm looking for real life. I just like that. You know, I did like that, too. I didn't like the character, but I did like that that bit. Yeah. Hey, Logan, what else have you been seeing? I saw Black Dynamite. That was pretty awesome. Yes, That's it was. That's a great movie. It is a pretty good film. Very funny. We all saw that, and we all loved it. Five yep. stars. Matt, what have you been watching? <laughs> uh, I watched... Um, actually, after I watched this movie, uh, I watched... Uh, one other movie from that guy, Daniel Schechter, that he did before this one that was free, and I watched it on YouTube. <laughs> uh, and I also watched, there's not less than three three of the actors in, um, in supporting characters are also directors. Uh, him, Sophia Tikal directed, uh, and... Um, What's Sophia Tikal direct? I forgot. Uh, she directed a movie called Green, which I also watched. Oh, is that is that on uh, Netflix or is it? Nope. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to see that because the only way oh. I could find to watch it is I had to sign up for something called Fandor, which there's a lot of movies on there and a subscription service. Uh, but I got a a, a trial Fandor thing. Yeah, F A N D O R. Magical world of Fandor. Check it out. And then I'll tell them that we uh, mentioned it, and if they don't give me, like, a free week of (laughs) their service or something, I'll edit all this out. Fandor. But anyways, um, I also, I realized uh, uh, multiple times in this episode, I talked about myself not paying for stuff online. (laughs) Uh, And I edited... Kind of recently, one of the episodes where I like told people who don't want to pay for stuff online to like fuck off or something, told them to quit listening. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember why I did that, but <laughs> I better go then. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, anyways, I watched Green by uh, Sophia to call. Also, she shows her boobies in that movie too. <laughs> so she's and... obviously just very proud of her chest. I mean, she should be. She's got a reason to be. She's she has two boobs. And um like the uh the main actress in Green uh also Sophia Tkal as a director made her show her boobies. Why do you guys keep saying this actress's name like I've I would have ever heard of her? Cause I didn't remember her character's name. Alright. Yeah. You guys just say it with such purpose. Like, obviously, everyone's heard of Sophie Tikal. Well, maybe you should have, because she did a pretty good job in this movie, and she seems really nice. I agree. I can see more of her. And less of her, sometimes. I get what you're saying. Wait, do you not like... Are you saying you don't want to see her naked or something? Are you ashamed? Like, like, women shouldn't be naked? Yeah, you feel like women's bodies are disgusting, like, and you don't want people breastfeeding in front of you? Okay, short answer, yes. Long answer, also yes. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yes. There's a, a lot more E's and a lot more S's in that second yes. <laughs> Which the long answer just sounds like you're saying yes, but you're like perving out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. So Matt, what else have you been watching? Uh, well, let's see. I watched um, 
It's been the, uh, like two months the, since we've done this. You've seen a lot movie, of things. I know. I have. I just. I wanted to mention. I tracked down a few of the movies. Um, I had already seen Lena Dunham's uh, Tiny Furniture. Uh, she was in this. Uh, Sviatikal did Green, and um, Alex Karpovsky did. Uh, he's done several movies. Like he's written and directed several movies. I. Uh, uh, I watched uh, Red Flag. From him, which is on Netflix streaming. That's funny you say that because when I finished this movie, that was one of the suggestions, and the poster looks fucking awful. <laughs> it just—it's it's one of those like I'm—I put my hands up, and I got these wacky people. And I, it just looks so bad. It was actually—it's actually a good movie. Uh, actually, I think his hands are down. If okay, you saw this—if you saw the same poster as me, and he's looking really bummed. And then you got two wacky guys next to him. You got a wacky guy and a wackier girl. Well. Uh, what's going on between those two characters makes more sense if you watch the movie. But it's it's really good. Actually, uh, in Red Flag, he plays the character Alex Karpovsky, who has directed uh, the movie that he directed. So ostensibly, he's playing himself. And he gets to kiss all the ladies and he's... save the day. Actually, it's... <laughs> he doesn't get a great... <laughs> Nothing particularly good happens to him in this movie. How's the casual racism? Uh, absent as well as so were the people of color. Okay. So now, but it's one um, minus one zero. It's, it's just basically, uh, he's touring. There's a movie that he did called woodpecker and in red flag, he's like touring, he had already made the movie like years ago and he was like going on a tour showing it at like some schools and just different places. Uh, and he's uh, sad. <laughs> and yeah, I, I really liked Red Flag. Um, oh, what else? Uh, Goodbye Baby. That was the other Daniel Schechter movie I watched, which uh, it looks god awful, but I watched it on YouTube. So I, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it didn't look exactly. It's not meant to look exactly as it did when I watched it. But um, I was actually kind of surprised by some of the people that were in that. Like uh, Fred Armisen. Kevin Corrigan is also in it. There's a couple other people. Oh, uh, one of them was Alan Ruck. Everyone laugh like that's a joke. <laughs> he was familiar. a Ferris Bueller's Days Off. Oh. Do, do you remember Alan Ruck? Alan Tudyk? Yeah, he was awesome I'll in Firefly. I'll cut that part. Hey, he's uh, he hosts uh, season two of Newsreaders. News Radio? Oh, man, is that when they replaced Phil Harvin with John Lovitz? Why'd they do that? That was such a dumb idea. I know. It's like uh, they just got, got sick of Phil worse. Hartman. Like, why did they cut him out of the show? Like, they I think killed America off his was character. sick of Phil Hartman in the late 90s. He was everywhere. I guess. They killed off his character and had a, a very sad episode where they were all mourning his death. Like, if you're going to just write a character out for no reason... Uh, they couldn't why... get rid of Andy Dick or Joe Rogan. Anyways, out of those three movies, uh, Green probably had like the least amount of stuff happening in it uh but as as far as form goes it was my favorite 
Okay, how about this, Matt? I've got an hour and ten minutes. Which of these movies should I mostly watch and then not see any other one? Uh, Red Flag, because you can watch it on Netflix streaming. Okay. Just the first hour and ten, though. It's got the best first hour no, and ten? No, no, no. Watch the last hour and ten. Last hour and ten. you got to watch the last hour and ten. Skip ahead. Watch okay. it. Uh, and Goodbye Baby is really uh, amateurish. I don't know. I kind of liked it. Alan Ruck's performance was great, but he's always good. Always good. Always good. Alan Ruck. Always good. Good old uh, Alan Ruck. From Spin City to Star Trek uh, Generations, always good. What else have I watched? Oh, yeah, earlier today I watched um, I watched Chef, finally. I've been meaning to watch that Jean Favreau movie. I liked it. It was uh, a kind of a simplistic story with some Talk heart. Talk about a slice like, of life. Like all of Jean Favreau's movies. It, it's a it's basically a story about a guy coming to terms with technology. That's a good way and to describe what with his kid in that movie. And connecting with his child. No, we we all have to pick one thing that we think a movie is about. Okay. And I made my choice. But that uh, I thought that was I, similar to this movie. It had a lot of very naturalistic performances, and it was very like you know subdued. I saw Babadook again in the theater. We went you to, went? What? Yeah, we went to a midnight pajama party showing of Babadook. That's nice. Awesome. Tell me about that. It was pretty cool. The, How was the theater? Like, was it packed? Um, It wasn't packed, but there was a fair amount of people there. And pretty much most of them were wearing pajamas. And, and most uh, of them had probably already seen the movie in our fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It uh, it was kind of great, mostly just for the sound was like yeah. a lot. Yeah, that was awesome. I imagine the sound be a lot better. Oh yeah, um, that's pretty cool. I would have liked to see that. Yeah. yeah, I wish I saw that in the theater too. You oh, should have well. came to town, Logan. What yeah, Logan, what were you doing it? last night? <laughs> oh, you know, like I didn't do anything for this Valentine's Day. I could have gone with you guys and. Screwed all your Valentine's Day plans up and come between you and your fiancés. Hey, we could have all came together. They came oh, together. hey! Oh. HBO. Oh. Now playing on HBO Go. Edit point. Uh, I have an entire second podcast with all these edits. I've, I've watched a lot of stuff. Uh, it's It has been a while. Which, how long has it been since we last recorded? Like three weeks? I think like four weeks. Because there... Well, yeah, because there was two weeks where we didn't record. Uh, we don't have to go through it all. I'll take then, your word and, for it. and then there was a week I came up, and then this is the fourth week. It's been three and a half weeks since you have any messages. Beep. What have I seen? Hey, what Dylan, what have you been watching lately? Have you? Uh, yes, and I'll <laughs> uh, I'll go backwards. Yes, and what? Well, like you said, it's been a while since we've seen this. I can only remember the last two movies I've seen. Uh, the first one is a movie called Waitress, starring Carrie Russell. Oh, it, I saw that. That it, movie is super sad. Is it? All right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, uh, I think, well, do you know what happened to Adrian Shelley? Who's that? That's the writer and director. No. Yeah, after she made Waitress, she rented an apartment uh, to write in, and 
a neighbor murdered her. Oh. Like a neighbor of her office writing apartment murdered her. I'll have to tell my girlfriend that because that's like her favorite movie. Yeah, I like that movie. And hey, Matt, what have you seen lately? Super Waitress? sad knowing that. Yeah, huh? thank you. I'm glad I didn't know that before I saw it because it's like the, the sweetest, like most adorable, like empowering film. I'm so yeah. glad I didn't know that. And Andy Griffith is in it. And Andy Griffith is dead. And he's eating pie. And he's dead now. It must be hard to be an older actor because all you do is die in movies. Like he did <laughs> in that movie. He died. Spoiler alert. No, he, it's was still, super... he was still alive when I saw the movie, though. So. All right. Part of it was not... And now he's not. Uh, oh. Rest in peace, Andy, Andy Rooney. You died too young. So sorry that you died. I missed you on that show. 30 minutes. All right. Uh, um, yeah, so, Matt, you kind of told me what I should, how I should feel about that movie, but uh, I'll say I liked it a lot, and it was a very, it's a very adorable, empowering film. Uh, it's got a very feministy uh, slant to it, which is, which is refreshing. And uh, it's super cute, super cute. Do you just say, like, why is it feminist? I just want to know why. Oh, lots of reasons. Because the uh, male characters in it are jerks to the main woman because she's in a marriage, uh, a loveless marriage with a man that she hates that abuses her. Um, because she doesn't like her kid. Like, she doesn't want a kid, but she gets pregnant. But when she has that kid, um, she suddenly finds purpose in being a mother and finds the power that she needs to get out of that relationship. So if you haven't seen that movie, that's pretty much what happens. But at least we know why it's a feminist movie. <laughs> you just like you throw that word around a lot. I don't... Because a woman gets beat. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Because wait, I mean, I don't think waitress is a watch waitress slogan. Then we'll talk about it. Okay. Okay. Uh, I would and also then say movie. watch waitress. Yes, watch waitress. But turn that. Try to forget about all that horrible stuff. That's real sad. Yeah. Don't hear me when I said that part. Yeah. Cut that part out of your brain. We're not cutting out the podcast. It's standing. Uh, and then, uh, you know, it's Valentine's Day today, um, or yesterday, rather. Um, I don't know when we're, when we're releasing this. Maybe we'll release it for next Valentine's Day. So the girlfriend and I want to watch this. Is, this is yeah. probably the first time that we've nailed down when we're recording something. Yep. We are much. tossing the curtain off. Yeah. Delete, delete all of that? This is an end point. I'm going to try this again. So yesterday was Valentine's Day. Uh, and, and in, <laughs> this in is so the, uh, keep staying in now, Dylan. You have to realize that, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and in the spirit of the season, uh, we uh, we were gonna watch the girlfriend and I were gonna watch uh, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, but then uh, we thought that's real gross going to see that movie a day after it opened in a theater. It sounds pretty disgusting. Were you gonna so wear trench coats? Nope, no trench coats. So instead we stayed home and watched the first 10 minutes of Bound, which is Asylum Pictures' uh, mockbuster version of Fifty Shades of Grey, <laughs> starring Charisma Carpenter from Buffy uh, as the main character, and Daniel Baldwin as her dad. They're not um, romantically involved in the film. You guys really should have watched the good movie called Bound. Yeah, that's also a super moment. erotic. <laughs> well, thank you for letting me know that exists. Anyway, we watched the oh, you're first... Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we watched the first 10 or 15 minutes of Bound, and then we stopped because it was god-awful. And then we watched, uh, in the same spirit of BDSM, another film called Secretary. Oh, that movie's pretty good. Oh, it yeah. was pretty good, uh, starring Maggie Gyllenhaal and James Spader. It is an empowering BDSM film about two super crazy weirdos that find each other. Would it's you say it's... 
Would you say it's feminist? I don't know if I would say that. Because I would uh, say it's the opposite of that, actually. <laughs> I don't I don't really know. <laughs> I know I don't feel equipped to make a statement in that capacity. But it's about two crazy weirdos who find love. And it's the it does that great thing. Um, it reminds me of actual sex in the sense that it's awesome, but if you actually think about it, it's kind of hilarious. If you actually kind of get out of the mindset of what you're doing. Anyway, secretary, pretty good, super weird. Um, is it arousing? Uh, your answer to that may say a lot about you. <laughs> and that's what I saw. I also saw a bunch of other movies. I just forgot what they are right now. And then you watched Nymphomaniac. Yep, and then I watched Nymphomaniac Volume 1. I need to watch that. And then I watched Cool World. You really should watch Bound, though. The good okay. one. I, yeah. I'll, I'll, you've, been, you've been selling Bound to me hard. This is not the first time we talked about this. It was just because you brought up this other movie called Bound that I never heard of. Well, how about this? I'll watch the other Bound if you watch the entirety of this Bound. Here's my question. If they could call their movie Bound, which is already a movie, why couldn't they call it Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> Here's my question. This uh, In Secretary, James Spader, the lawyer dominant character, his name is Edward Gray. Is that true? Yep. And he she, and she says his name all the time. She says Mr. Gray all the time. It's very weird. Hmm. Very, very weird. Dylan, well, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey start, started off as a Twilight fan fiction. What? I've never heard anyone and, tell me that. Yeah, it was, it was originally called Masters of the Universe. Or Master of the Universe. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. These... Wait, are they infringing on my Masters of the Universe fan fiction? <laughs> it's, it was called Master of the Universe. Yeah, it was... Uh... No, you're... Yes! Doing... Go look it oh. up! You're doing a joke about how, like, the He-Man movie was originally a New Gods movie. No. Logan. I'm surprised I'm not, that you I'm knew not... that, Dylan. Me too. I'm surprised that I knew that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what the new gods are, but I know that that movie was originally I, one of those. I know you don't know what the new gods are. That's why I was surprised. Well, I actually didn't know that, but that's pretty cool. But yeah, yes. it, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey started off as a Twilight fan fiction called Master of the Universe. The crazy thing is that's one of those like playground stories in the same vein of like, oh, you know, Mister Rogers was like a Vietnam vet and he killed a bunch of kids. Are like, uh, are like, oh, Barney, you know, the guy who plays Barney, he's like a sex criminal. No, you, uh, all right, Dylan. But it's you actually can... true. It's one of those, like, play, playground rumors that is an actually true thing, and I love it. What, the Twilight fan fiction thing? Yes. Oh, I thought you said you didn't know that. I was playing you because everyone knows Yeah, that. he was, yeah. You, can you not hear Dylan's sarcasm because his voice always sounds sarcastic? <laughs> I'm a real Nick. Okay, I thought you just didn't believe me at first. <laughs> No, I was doing a bit. Well, I thought you were doing a bit. Look at this. Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't doing a bit. I was just telling you. I was just informing you. Is this a bit? Am I a bit? Did you know it was called Master of the Universe? No, I didn't. Well, there you didn't. You know that now. All right, new podcast idea. Is this a bit? Copyright Disney. (laughs) Hey, did you guys hear that uh, J.J. Abrams wants Disney to move up Star Wars release to summer? This summer? summer? <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Yes. Because he's, afraid of spoil- he's afraid that the film is going to get spoiled. Which doesn't make sense. Like, how can you just move a huge, like, billion-dollar movie up six months without, like, there being problems with that? Wait, well, when I mean, is it supposed to come out? Like, uh, Christmas. Seriously? Yeah. Holy shit, yeah, that's well, really I mean, soon. <laughs> I mean, th- those kind of decisions, though, a lot of times for those movies have nothing to do with, like 
production schedule. It's just, you know, yeah. the studio makes a decision of when they want it to come out. Regardless well, that is true. Of when it's the last done. time I remember J.J. Abrams talking about the release date was him saying that, like, I-, I wish it was pushed back more so we have more time. It was already kind of crunched, I think. It's only been, like, I think two years or two and a half years, maybe, like, production time. Which isn't a huge amount for, like, you know, a new huge budget film. What that says to me is that he's scared that he's going to say spoilers. Because he's having trouble not doing that. Can you imagine being like child J.J. Abrams in the 80s or the 70s and like wondering like one day I'm going to be a director and I'm going to make a Star Wars movie and it actually happened? It's like it's like sub, it's a dream. It's a little dream come true. I don't know where he went to school, but do you think there's like a guidance counselor who he's now like rubbing <laughs> like he's sending a Christmas card to them of him like posing with R2-D2? <laughs> Like, thanks for all the advice of, you know, don't try and do that thing you want to do. Yeah, he w- that was his thing as a kid to say, and everyone would, you know, laugh at him and pat him on the head, and now it's that's a real thing. I don't know about you guys, if you ever talk to guidance counselors, the only thing I've ever heard a guidance counselor say is like, yeah, you probably shouldn't do what you want to do. Probably do, school, do, do schools still have guidance counselors? That's probably do something awful. Yeah, but I think now it's like they just walk around and see if kids are having sex or something. I want that job. Whoa. Those are kids, Dylan. Yeah, I want to make sure they're not having sex. It's a it's a good work. Oh, okay. It's a good job. I get it's what a, you're it's saying. It's a moral job. Good. Well, that's the end of this podcast. See you guys next week when we talk about some movie. I don't know. Oh, yeah, we got to do that part. That's uh, the end of that chapter. <laughs> that's the end of that Simpsons reference. So whose turn is it? It's mine. Logan. Ask Kevin what movie he wants to see first, and then we'll see if I like his better. You can text him. I'll wait. Are you texting him? No. Okay, well, in the meantime, what movie are we watching next week? You're doing it wrong. All right. Hey, Logan, Matt. pick that movie now. Please? Matt, do it right. Logan, hey, pick that movie or whatever. Hey, I'm going to... I picked the movie Frank. Starring Michael Fassbender, Maggie Gyllenhaal, who was in The Secretary, and Scoot McNary. Logan, As I've been Zeus. meaning to see that movie. I've been meaning. Thank you so much. Like I, I now I have an excuse to see it. Yeah, yeah. I've been meaning to see it too. Yes, thank you. Yeah, this is kind of the way we pick movies here. No, it's, it's just... kind of perfect. <laughs> I mean, it's what I tried to do, but some assholes like in this love. It, it sucks. I'm I'm making you guys watch it because I'm a dick. Our next week, I'm like uh, Mr. Peabody, Mr. Sherman, and, and Peabody. That sounds good. Because it's on Netflix now. <laughs> but yeah, this uh Frank's I think you'll enjoy it. Oh, uh, uh over the Christmas break at the independent theater I, I saw Whiplash at, uh they had a big Frank head in the lobby. I don't know. I guess it was promotional. Okay. Good yep. story. Also you guys should see Whiplash. I know both of you guys have not seen it. It's really freaking good. Yeah. It's on my raids. Yeah, I mean it's on both our Radar, raids. Say, Do I say have to raids. pick Whiplash? Say I'm going to say so or hear that. Or listen to you when you say it. Alright, so the next week's movie is Whiplash. How? No, it's Frank. Five stars. 
Razor. Frank Lash. Whip Frank. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Frank. Lash. I'd watch it. Ew. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, now I can't stop picturing that. <laughs> Frank Sidebottom. <laughs> hey, why do you hire Michael Fassbender if you just going to put the thing over his head? Oh my god, I fucking hate you <laughs> so much. Yeah, you're What's the point? Alright, uh, that, 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 uh, let's call it a night. Night, everybody. Bye, guys. Hey, thanks for listening to How Did You Get to This Movie or What Have You. And thanks for listening to it. And if you'd like to rate or review us on iTunes, then go, you can visit us on iTunes where you, or wherever, and rate it and review it. And thank you. And if you want to go to Twitter, then you can have that. And we're on that. And, um,. Make sure to subscribe and um, have a good week. Bye. Cut that out. That was dumb (laughs) and is not needed on this podcast.